Hello, everyone. Happy Friday. I know it's a little bit unexpected that I am uh, uploading a new episode on a Friday, but I decided to switch things up a little this week. Next week, we'll be back to Thursday, hopefully. If not, I will definitely let you all know ahead of time if I decide to do another Friday episode, since this one is kind of just like a little impromptu surprise Friday episode. Um, as always, I want to kick off this episode with a pre-recorded ad, um, so we have that in a second. Also, before we even really get into things, I want to say happy National Podcast Day. So National Podcast Day was on Wednesday, and I wanted to wish all my listeners a very happy National Podcast Day. Also, if you're new around here, and I should have said this a little bit sooner, but my name is Kennedy Castillo. I go by Kennedy C, though. I am the host of the Simply Kennedy podcast. This is a podcast where I talk about all things pop culture, from celebrity news to music to movies to TV to all sorts of other things. Um, This season is season three of the podcast. We have kicked off our third year of doing this, and... Um, our focus right now is positivity, especially during these times. So with that being said, let's have you all listen to this pre-recorded ad and then we can really get into things. Alrighty, thank you for listening to that pre-recorded ad. I really appreciate it. I know as someone who listens to podcasts, it can be really annoying to have to hear ads, but I really appreciate you guys just kind of bearing through that one little ad at the beginning of every episode. Um, And yeah, I've got lots to talk about today, so I want to just kind of get into things, and before I do that... Um, I want to say sorry for the lack of episodes these last few weeks. I have been working on improving the podcast, improving my YouTube channel, just overall making improvements to everything. So you will notice some differences, some changes, some surprises, all sorts of great things coming in the next few weeks. Um, and that's why really anytime I ever have like a little break or I'm not uploading, it's usually because I'm working on things, never because I just haven't been so that's what's going on there and you will know what I'm talking about later on even though now it kind of you probably have no idea what I'm talking about but that's okay um all right let's get into things first of all I want to talk about dancing with the stars so I have recently been getting really into dancing with the stars now I didn't used to be a huge fan of dancing with the stars but I actually, in all honesty, I liked the show a few years ago. Then I almost felt like they had a bunch of nobodies on the show, and it just wasn't interesting. This season, however, they have been taking a complete rebranding. Um, they added Derek Huff as a judge, um, so that was a change. They also added Tyra Banks as the new host. Now, I've heard that Tyra's been getting a lot of criticism about kind of making the show about her. And I gotta say, I have mixed feelings about this. Definitely, on the one hand, I can understand what people are saying. She's got these crazy extravagant outfits, and as a model, I get that. But also, this is a show that she's hosting. It's not really, like, America's Next Top Model or something. Um, She also just tends to be very, like, loud and bubbly, but almost in a way that kind of draws attention to herself. Uh, so on the one hand, I do get what people are saying. On the other hand, it personally doesn't bother me. Um, I'm, like, with any, like, competition show, I'm more interested in the contestants and the judging and all that kind of stuff. So the host doesn't really bother me. Um, but I did want to mention that because I know that a lot of people have been talking about that and kind of bothered about it. So, 
This week was Disney Week on Dancing with the Stars, as you all may or may not know. Every um, season, there is a Disney Week. I think this has to do with ABC um, being owned by Disney and ABC being the channel that um, that puts on Dancing with the Stars and whatnot. It's kind of like free advertising for Disney. For example, they had um, one of the couples dance to a song from the movie Soul, um, They also, which is coming out. And, Pixar, which we're going to get to that in a little bit. Um, They also had one of the couples dancing to Christina Aguilera's song from Mulan. So they did advertise um, kind of the new movie that's available on Disney Plus for $30 with premiere access. And I did notice that pretty much every dance that they did, it said at the bottom, uh, except with the exception of Soul, it said at the bottom, um, music from, and then insert movie here, now streaming on Disney+. Plus. So I thought that was very interesting as far as advertising goes. Um, let's talk a little bit about what happened this week. So I think maybe one of the most noteworthy things, things that people were talking about, was Carol Baskin. Uh, so if you don't know who this is, she is um, from the Netflix documentary Tiger King. And let me say, um, she she's done a lot of tiger-themed dances on the show. Uh, this was her third week on the show. She did a dance to Eye of the Tiger. This week she did Lion King, and she was dressed as a lion. It was very interesting. She only got a 12 out of 30, which I believe was the lowest score of the night. And she was eliminated. This was the second elimination. Um, I honestly didn't think she would make it very far in the show, speaking um on her dancing, but I did. I also kind of had predicted that she wouldn't have been the first elimination, which she wasn't, because um, they kind of wanted to keep her on for publicity, and it, it was drawing attention, so there's that. Anyway, I want to just kind of briefly mention um, kind of my top picks, my predictions for who's going to make it to the end. So first up, we have um, Olympic figure skater Johnny Weir. Um, he has been improving. Uh, not necessarily do I think he's going to win or be one of the like uh, last finalists, but I think he has a good shot of making it very far in the show. Same goes for the coach from Netflix, Cheer, Monica Aldama. She's the coach of um, the... Um, oh my gosh, why am I forgetting their names? Um, Navarro Cheer Squad, and she was on the Netflix documentary Cheer. She has definitely been improving. The first week, I was a little disappointed, and even the second week with her performance, just I expected a lot from her. Uh, this week, she definitely improved. She did a dance to um, uh, from The Little Mermaid to Part of Your World, and she got a 21 out of 30, which I believe was her highest score thus far. I definitely think she will make it far in the competition, not necessarily, again, one of the, like, final finalist but she does have a good chance of making it far i definitely think Jeannie mai um the host of the reel um also has a very good chance of making it very far this week she did a dance from up it was really great it was honestly a little bit surprising too because um i don't know i hadn't she had been doing good by far but i haven't seen her dance that great until this week so that was very interesting um as for my kind of like um top picks for who i think are going to be like the um final three i think nev shulman who is um the host of catfish i think he has an incredible chance he's been doing good right off the bat from week one um 
And then I think also Caitlin Bristow, um, who I believe is from The Bachelor. I might be wrong on that, though. Yeah, but I think she is. Has a very good chance of winning as well. Um, honestly, I think it's a little far, uh, unfair that she's in the competition because she did mention that she trained um, as a dancer until the age of 18 and even tried to pursue a professional dancing career and her mom was a professional ballerina. So in that sense, I think it's a little unfair that she's in the competition. But I do think that since she's already in the competition, she does have a very good chance of making it to the top three. And my number one pick for like literally who I think is going to win the whole show, um, Justina Machado from one day at a time i think she absolutely kills it every week this week i was very disappointed with how low of a score the judges gave her they gave her a 19 out of 30 wasn't the lowest score by any means but it was i think lower than she deserved so kind of angry about that but yeah um and then as for who i think is probably going to get eliminated next i would have to go with ann hatch um you know, she's just not all there. Um, 15 out of 30 was her score. I think the only person who got lower than that this week was Carol Baskin. So that's just my thoughts, my predictions. Obviously, anything can happen. Maybe there'll be a big plot twist. We don't know. Um, now, quickly, before I move on to the next thing I want to talk about, I do want to mention... Uh, I mentioned Justina Machado right now, who is on Dancing with the Stars, and she is an actress from the show One Day at a Time. Now, you guys may or may not know this, but this month is Hispanic Heritage Month. Um, I'm Hispanic. I am Latina. Which, by the way, a lot of people have been saying it's also um, Latino Heritage Month. I'm not 100% sure on that. So if anyone knows anything about that, you should let me know because I always thought that this month was only Hispanic Heritage Month. And yes, there is a difference between Hispanic and Latino, so if you don't know that, please educate yourself um anyway the reason i brought this up is because the show one day at a time is pretty much the only show with latino representation at the moment hispanic representation um there's not really anything else airing at least on um, network television and this week starting monday uh, i believe at 8 7 central on cbs they will be airing episodes of one day at a time from the fourth season now let me give you a little backstory on this uh one day at a time seasons one through three were on netflix netflix owned them it was a netflix original the show got canceled fans demanded to bring it back um and in kind of an un um unseen move basically um pop tv bought the rights to the show and created a season four now unfortunately due to the covid pandemic and all of that only half of the season four has aired so far because they haven't been able to um film the other half but anyway the point to all of this i promise there's a point um now cbs which is a major network um you know it's rivals abc and nbc um has decided to pick up season four so th these episodes have already aired on pop tv however now they're airing on a major network this is so important because like i said there's no hispanic or latino representation right now on any major networks so here's what i'm asking you guys to do please please tune in cbs monday 8 7 central for the next i believe it's four weeks four episodes please tune in please it's so important that we get this representation on a major network and 
once the other half of the season four comes out or possibly a season five at some point that could end up on network television and that's so important so i just wanted to kind of ask that for my listeners uh especialmente though Uh, la gente que me escucha desde los países latinoamericanos o desde países donde hablan español, por favor. Um, and if you don't speak Spanish, I basically just said, especially if you're from a Latin American country, a country where you speak Spanish, um, and of course you have access to CBS, please watch it. Um, anyway, next thing is next. Uh, does that make sense? I'm just going to pretend what I said just made sense. The Billboard Music Award nominations came out um, this week. Now, I'm only going to briefly talk about this because, obviously, these are just nominations. We don't even know who's won yet, but I kind of want to talk about some of these categories. So let's do that. Uh, female artist. Um, some of the nominations are Halsey, or all of them, I'm sorry, are Halsey, Taylor Swift, Lizzo, Ariana Grande, and Billie Eilish. And I got to say... Um, Taylor Swift, Ariana Grande, Billie Eilish have a lot of nominations. Um, artist, which is another big category, the nominees are Post Malone, who is, um, who topped the nominations with 16 nominations total. Taylor Swift, there you go, you see, lots of nominations for her. The Jonas Brothers, who you guys know are my absolute favorite, I'm a little biased, but I absolutely love them, and they also have five nominations. Um, Khaled and Billie Eilish. For duo group, we've got Dan and Shay, BTS, which everyone knows BTS is a major international group with a ton of fans, so that's a little hard to beat. But we also got my personal fave, again, the Jonas Brothers, Panic at the Disco, and Maroon 5. Um, for album of um, Billboard 200 album, we've got Lover by Taylor Swift, great album, um, I think. Maybe not my favorite Taylor Swift album, but definitely a great one. Thank You Next by Ariana Grande, which I think was definitely, um, in its own way, kind of changed pop music. Free Spirit by Khaled. When We All Fell Asleep, Where Do We Go by Billie Eilish, another great album. And Hollywood's Bleeding by Post Malone. Then for Chart Achievement, which is another big award, we've got Taylor Swift, Luke Combs, Lil Nas X, Mariah Carey, and Harry Styles. All great artists, all doing great things. So I think definitely um you know they all are very deserving and for hot 100 song nominations we've got someone you loved by lewis capaldi if that song doesn't absolutely make you cry every time you hear it you might not have real emotions bad guy by billy eilish um definitely makes me want to dance every time i hear it i don't even know if it's meant to do that but it just does truth hurts by lizzo another great one um senorita by sean mendes and camila cabello Um, good song. Also kind of makes me want to dance every time I hear it. And Old Town Road Remix by Lil Nas X and Billy Ray Cyrus, which is kind of weird. I didn't realize. I don't know if the, I, I thought it had to be a song from this year, but I guess maybe that's not the case. Um, so yeah, those are some of the nominations I wanted to talk about. Um, I'll probably address this more later, but I really want to talk more about this once the award show actually happens, which is supposed to take place October 14th, um, just because it's hard to talk about nominations when you don't really know who's won. But 
I do want to talk now about the People's Choice Award nominees, which also came out this week, but I feel like these are easier to talk about because it's not just music. Um, let me just briefly, again, kind of going to talk about some of these categories. Social Media Star, um, we've got David Dobrik, Jojo Siwa, Dixie D'Amelio, Charlie D'Amelio, Emma Chamberlain, uh, Liza Koshy, Lauren Gray, and Addison Ray. So something interesting I noticed here is that these kind of Social Media Star awards used to be primarily like for Instagram influencers and even then a lot of YouTubers. Now, as you can see, we've got like um, Dixie and Charlie D'Amelio. We've got Addison Ray. So we do have quite a few TikTokers as well. And that kind of just shows how this year has kind of totally changed the game. TikTok is one of the biggest platforms out there. And some of these um, social media stars are known primarily for TikTok, which is something so interesting that a year ago, wasn't even really a thing um another thing worth let's see i'm looking for uh also reality tv star um is so interesting because it looks like as far as i can see um from my research only chloe kardashian and kim kardashian are nominated in this category which is kind of crazy um a little awkward too we obviously saw in the last category both charlie and dixie d'amelio are nominated in the same category but there's so many other people nominated too i don't think it makes a huge difference however in this category just two sisters being nominated is kind of awkward um let's see for movie now this is where i think it gets pretty interesting to me we've got trolls world tour now look nothing against trolls i saw it i thought it was great they had a ton of great music which was really interesting because a lot of movies don't have the rights to so much music but i think it's because it was universal and universal has universal music group and anyway i'm not going to get into all of that but don't you think on a regular year when i don't know movies actually premiered um trolls would have never made it to like this category of like movie of the year i don't know maybe it's just me we've also got extraction project power harley quinn which if i'm not mistaken did harley quinn come out last year like not a whole year ago but like didn't it come out at the end of last year or am i not uh anyway the invisible man the old guard and bad boys for life so honestly i wouldn't call any of these like huge breakthrough films uh don't be mad at me for saying that but um yeah, I don't know. It was just so interesting to me. I don't know. I guess just the fact that this is not a regular year. Obviously, not as many movies as we would have seen in a normal year have premiered. So, I just thought that was, like, the most interesting thing ever. But, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Now, let's move on. Uh, I want to briefly, like, just give you guys a Netflix recommendation. Um, so, Julie and the Phantoms came out about a week ago, I think, a week and a half ago, on Netflix. This show, um, first of all, I think it's meant for, like, a younger audience. But what I've noticed is that it's really, um, like, young adults or older teenagers that have gotten into it. Um, and it's really good. So, this show is based or kind of like um a remake of um julie y los fantasmas which or really julie e los fantasmas which was a brazilian show and now they kind of remade this and kind of reimagined it um for netflix and kenny ortega who is a genius in his own right kenny ortega is the director of, of and choreographer of high school musical um he did hannah montana and the jonas brothers um concert um 
choreography, Michael Jackson, This Is Us, the documentary, he choreographed that as well, and the show, um, Descendants, the Disney Channel movie, he choreographed that as well, uh, Hocus Pocus, he directed that, I can keep going on and on and on, the man is a genius, um, anyway, he, uh, he, you know, he did not direct this show. What did he do? He produced this show. Sorry. Um, but anyway, I saw it. It's nine episodes. It's a very fast binge. Super good. Um, the music is great. There is comedy. There's, like, some emotional mo- moments. Um, and I don't know. For October, it's it's not super Halloween-like. And it's in any way at all. It's really not. But the concept of ghosts, I guess, just gets me thinking, like, it's pretty good for October. I don't know. If you want to give it a shot... I definitely recommend um, giving it a listen. My last thing I want to talk about goes back to Disney. So Disney released its new film schedule. And this film schedule goes from this year, 2020, all the way to 2027, which is like, Disney, calm down. Wow, like they really got a plan. Like, you know, when, when people ask you, like, um, what do you want to do in five years? And most people are like, I don't know. And Disney's like, you want to know what I'm going to be doing in the next 20 years? I don't know. Uh, I shouldn't try to make jokes on here. I'm not funny, am I, guys? But anyway, I thought that was insane. So this schedule includes another Star Wars trilogy, which really doesn't surprise me after the Mandalorian uh, series on Disney Plus was so popular and all these um, Star Wars movies have been so popular. I didn't think, uh, obviously I said it was the last Star Wars movie a while back, but come on, everybody knew Disney knows that those movies are profitable, that people like them, and that people are going to go watch them. So, of course, why would they not make more? Um, Also, here's what kind of shocked me. There's four more Avatar movies on this schedule. So, um, Disney bought Fox, as you guys know, and now they have the rights to Avatar. Now, Avatar was the highest grossing movie of all time. I believe Avengers Endgame surpassed that, but for many, 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 many years, it was the highest grossing movie of all time. I guess Disney saw an opportunity here, um, you know, a sequel wouldn't have surprised me, but I gotta say, um, wanting to make four more movies before they, as a company, like as Disney, even release one Avatar sequel, a bit risky, I have to say. Um, but we'll see what happens, we'll see what happens. Um, here's something interesting. So there are still six movies set to release this year. Um, not gonna go through all of them, but, uh, one of them is Pixar Soul, which I mentioned earlier. Um, but Black Widow, which was supposed to be released back in March, in case anyone forgot, you know, only the second Marvel movie to have a female superhero as the lead, was delayed until April 23rd, 2021. I just don't understand this. The movie is finished. It's complete. I know it's a Marvel movie, so with Marvel... They very much um, kind of worry about competition and this and that. But I think people are going to go see it anyway. It's a Marvel movie. So, I don't know. It's kind of disappointing to me that they delayed it so much. Practically, actually, no, more than a year since it's supposed to. No, I'm sorry. It was supposed to come out in May, not in March, right? I think so. So, practically a year delay. Very frustrating to me. Um, They also... um, Shang-Chi, they moved it to next year and kind of switched it with the Eternals. Um, Eternals, which these are both Marvel movies in case you're not aware. Eternals was supposed to come out first, then Shang-Chi. They kind of switched it up. Um, 
So that's a little bit interesting. We'll see what happens there. Um, I, I don't complain about a little switch. What does bother me is that we're not getting another Marvel movie until almost a whole year after we were promised one. Um, so there's that. Um, let me see. Um, oh, and another movie that was pushed back is West Side Story. So, West Side Story, in case you didn't know, was getting a remake movie. I'm so excited for this. Um, Rita Moreno was supposed to make an appearance in it. Um, Ansel Elgort, who you might know from Divergent or The Fault in Our Stars, is supposed to have the lead role. And I was very excited about this. Um, And, unfortunately, it's been pushed back now a whole year. And we won't be getting it until December 10th, 2021. A little disappointing. I definitely am not happy with that, especially because, and this wasn't um, Disney, but um, In the Heights was supposed to premiere this summer, actually a few days before my birthday. That is one of my absolute favorite Broadway musicals, and that didn't happen, and I don't know, I'm a little disappointed that now another Broadway musical movie is being pushed back, but what can you do about it? Oh, one thing I do want to mention that I should have mentioned earlier is that um, the Hamilton movie from Disney Plus is nominated for People's Choice Award, so um, definitely interesting there. I think this might be the first Disney Plus original to be nominated for a People's Choice, and of course, it's Hamilton. How could it not be nominated? Even though technically it's not really a movie, it's more of like a recording, but I'm not going to get into that. And I know I said it was the last thing I was talking about, but I do want to talk about one more thing real quick. So, (coughs) oh my gosh, I'm coughing. Um, That's what happens when you don't keep water nearby and you talk for almost 30 minutes um, without a break. But anyway, um, here's, so the next Spider-Man movie, there was interesting um, kind of announcement about this. Um, or not necessarily an announcement, but apparently, uh, Marvel and Sony have been talking with actor Jamie Foxx, um, and they're kind of in final talks. They want him to reprise his role as the villain Electro for, um, the new Spider-Man movie, which, do we have a name for it yet? I don't think we do. Um, but the, the next Spider-Man movie, we have spider-man um homecoming spider-man far from home the next movie they're now in talks in final talks which seems like it's almost official with jamie fox reprise his role as electro now jamie fox played electro in the andrew garfield um amazing spider-man 2 part of which was part of a completely different spider-man trilogy um also with sony but not with marvel so i think this is quite interesting um yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about that. I, you know, all three Spider-Man trilogies have been their own unique things. We've got the Andrew Garfield one, we've got the Tobey Maguire one, and now we've got the Tom Holland one. And I just feel like recycling a villain, and, you know, that's fine because these villains are from the comics and it makes sense with Spider-Man. But the same actor, too? It just feels a little too... I don't know. I don't know. Um, let me know what you guys think. You can always send me listener messages at anchor.fm slash kennedyc. I will listen to them. I will even respond to you if you want me to. I will play them on the podcast if you want me to. So, yeah. Anyway, that's all I really had to talk about today. And I am so sorry if I was talking in circles. It's been a little bit since I've done this. So, I know I was kind of trying to get all my thoughts out there. And maybe... um 
maybe stressing y'all out a little with how much I was talking in circles. But anyway, I will be back next Thursday. Thursday for sure. Not Friday, hopefully. If I am back on Friday, I'll let you know first. Um, until then, you can find me on Facebook. Uh, my page is Kennedy C Media. You can find me on YouTube, Kennedy Castillo. That's K-E-N-N-E-D-Y-C-A-S-T-I-L-L-O. Um, you can find me on Instagram, Kennedy C underscore blog. I don't use Instagram that much, but maybe if enough of you guys follow me, it'll encourage me to start using it. My uh, digital art portfolio, where you can get a commission, is KennedyCDigitalArt.com. Where else can you find me? Um, Anchor.fm slash Kennedy C. Like I said, you can leave me listener messages there. I would be happy to listen to them. You can also make um, monetary donations to this podcast, which would really help us keep going, keep running. Um, and patreon.com slash Kennedy C Media is where you can make a donation, which can either help out my podcast, <clears throat> my YouTube channel, or my blog. Oh, and my blog is kennedycblog.com. That's all I got for y'all this week. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I will be back next Thursday. Have a great rest of your week.